This is the Bull Mountain Brothers Podcast. Does it classify you as an adult to own an umbrella? What's the other one you use? Grubhub or something? Grubhub? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not getting it for you. So now he's the yawn guy? Five, four, three, two, one. This is the BNB Network, and you're listening to the fifth episode of the Bull Mountain Brothers Podcast. What is up? Why do you look so smiley right now? Because we're about to rank movies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt is back in studio. Good to see you. Uh, we're back for another fantastic... It's just the four of us this week. We actually um, just canceled an interview, but... Uh, you, you got the four me? of us. Why are you looking at me when you say that? Uh, what number does that make it? We were like total podcast. We 82. Were, we're in 82. I did think I calculated and it's June 1st would be the 100th if we stay on track. And don't add any randoms. Which is possible. June 1st. 100 podcasts? So we were talking about Things to do in June first. Yeah, I'm sorry, I was doing the math in my head. I was like, I feel like we should be more than that, but no, I know, I, yeah, yeah. We're more than what? As far as like, no, the, I was doing the like obviously 52 weeks in a year. I was doing like the. the he all has tape measure on. He's like, Sean, Sean, <laughs> Sean forgets that we went like three months without a podcast last season. Yeah. <laughs> and through well, we missed three pod. Technically, missed three podcast weeks beginning of last year because we took that three-week break in the beginning of season. Yeah, and there's something about season one, too, that if I remember, there was a weird gap there, too. Like, in the middle of hunting season. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it happens every year. But speaking of June 1st, it's going to be an interesting thing because we could probably come up with some sort of, like, kind of event for it. I mean, 100 episodes, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's three years, a lot of effort. I mean, we've done fundraisers, raffles, uh, clothing sale. Not only like a hundred episodes, but a hundred episodes at a minimum of an hour. Yeah, I mean, we've had some that were maybe like fifty minutes. What's our longest podcast? I want to say it was the season finale of season two, which was about two hours and forty minutes or something. I'll go look. At someone that. go. Someone go look that up. Look up, guy. We was should right? have our June first up at the lake. I want to do that, our but Ramsey's in a wedding that weekend. Because that's what we were talking about. Like, like in and? Yeah. I think well, I'm, maybe they can postpone it. No. I think I'm in Hawaii that week. But what if, so like we were talking I earlier. I guess you and I will have 100. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's the next one, so we're good. Hold on. 101, I might be gone. Hold on, hold on. We were talking off camera about if, if anyone, if the audience remembers last year, we we ran a cornhole tournament at the Broadview Days. Um, What would you call that? Like Broadview Days. Festival. Festival. And that's that weekend, and we were already talking about how like we're not going to do it this year, um, for a variety of reasons. But um, <laughs> Ramsey is in a wedding, and I was invited to this wedding, so that June first is a weird date. So I almost wonder if we just like push a week, so we can actually have some sort of celebration for a hundred episodes, or do we want to stay on? Point no. episode week. nine was an hour and 47 minutes. Who was that with Zach? No, we have one over two hours. I know, I'm looking. I just I didn't was, realize. I remember that podcast because it was in this room, but our table was like, and his, and his only feedback to us was like, 
you guys are gonna have to redesign the desk. Uh, my neck was cranked the whole time because it was a it was yeah. an L. We made it a V. It is. Would you say this is a V or a U? It's actually an A. If you look at it on Ramsey's side, it's an A. A if, if you awesome. knock this out, if you knock this out, I can oh, go with left that. that. If you left that, what Rams? I could go with that. An A. Oh, and right, let me look at Apple Podcasts so I'm not wrong. Thirty-eight was an hour and fifty-two. What was thirty-eight? Forty-two. Lodge crew with Chad Logger and Christian Kilpatrick was two hours and six minutes. That was the one without me. Was that the infamous one? No, I was there for that one. No, we lost the one that was that. We had a two-part. Well, technically, Dave's is probably the longest. That was a two-parter. Yeah. So was, was uh, who else? We did a two-parter with somebody else. Paul. Paul. Uh, the Paul. season one finale was two hours and 22 minutes. Did what do? did we do for the season one finale? That was the big get-together thing. Oh, what did we do for season two? That was this last year. I'm dumb. That was the other day. Oh. That was like an hour long. How long did you say that one was? Season one? Uh, two hours and 22 minutes. I think that's the longest. Unless you do the... The Dave, what was Dave's? I guarantee you it was like that much combined. Uh, it's, it's hard to say because a lot of these have been listened to. Here, let me, let me go to, I just want to make sure because on, if you go to Apple so part Podcast. part one was, well, actually it's an hour and 21 minutes and... Do you post those two like consecutively? I think so. Mm -hmm. If I remember correctly, does that sound right? Matt? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So an hour and 21 and an hour and nine. So it's two hours and 30 minutes. Which is not the longest or is no, it? No, it is. The finale was 2.22. I do believe Paul's went about 2.15 because I remember one was a little bit less than an hour, which is a vault episode. Oh, well, I guess we just kind of announced the vault episode, but... um. That I, I would Dave's is but can you count it though since it's a two parter? Consecutive podcast. So like one sitting. I don't think yeah. It'd be the yeah. season finale. Yeah, it was. And so if you actually I don't know if you know this, but if you go to Apple Podcasts at the bottom, you can see how many episodes we have. It says eighty three, but I believe there's And then the one with Nick was a two parter. It was an hour and thirty two that actually is our longest one, two hours and thirty four minutes. With who? Nick Reed. Nick, Nick Reed. We did a two-parter with Nick Reed. Well, that was kind of our... Shooting the bull. Yeah. I forgot about that. Wow. I don't think you were here, were you? No. That was a good... That was a fun episode. It was different from pretty much... Because we were trying to do like a, a new segment, Shooting yeah. the Bull, which, I mean, we thought about bringing back. Speaking of bringing back, like I said, this 83... If you look at the 83 podcasts on here, Technically, there's 82 because there's a wall tent chronicle. Do you ever look back on it and look at like... Have we only posted one wall tent chronicle? I think so. Like, it was supposed to be like a big thing that we did, and I think we only did one. That Does that sound right, Ramsey? That's correct. I No, I think I think what happened was is we had the idea of <clears throat> like certain guests that we were bringing on, like that was our plan as wall tent chronicle, but I think it just kind of got surpassed by like a, just a regular title. Yeah. I think is probably what happened. Well, that gives me an idea. For this episode, since we're kind of in between interviews and... Sean's laughing at me. I don't know why. We're in between interviews and anything else. Why don't 
we finally talk about some hunting stories from last hunting season and turn this into a wall tent chronicle. Wow. That was not as bad as I was foreseeing. <laughs> what was that? Ramsey just hit his mic per, per every episode. What was that? He, he, gesture? he just set it up. and Was that not a good setup? Thank it you. Was better, Thank you. It was I thought it was, it was better than I expected. I'll go with Sean on that. It was. It was better. So I think what we should do is let's go back to, and I want to say that we've already talked about the first couple weeks of archery. So what I'd like to do is probably fast forward to, because um, everyone knows that our archery season was full of fucking amazing, amazing things that happened. And we may have left out some stuff. Was it? For us. We left out a lot of shit because we were going to talk about it like two months ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and to this point, I guess what we could say in conclusion was we probably had more elk encounters than we've had in the last three years combined. Is, Maybe not that. Maybe that's a Is little. that a good thing, though? We've had a lot of... We had tons of elk encounters. Amazing... I would say that personally with like, I don't really feel like I'm yanking my own chain right now or however the saying would go, yanking the- boosting myself. But I think personally, I I gained more experience and skills in calling this year than I have in any other year. I felt more comfortable and successful, I guess you would say, in bugling than I have in the past. And so that was an amazing milestone for us. And we really were, I mean, when we went into the season, what, like with intentions of being, would you say picky or like just searching for a mature bull? No, we were picky as hell. And we had encounters. We had times that Matt had me pass. We had times that I personally passed. And then I had two misses. Well, one, I'll tell a story about uh, the my, my first bull encounter that I would have considered taking a shot even though it was he was still kind of a smaller bull it was definitely bigger than the one I had shot previously um Matt and I had found this spot actually it was kind of a tough year really it was a super I mean as far as like finding them where we usually do because there was so much where we usually hunt we barely spent any time other than the first like 10 days on the other side of the range and so we kind of Matt's like, we got to try this other side. We got to go see where they come up. And we found this area where there was more elk activity than anywhere else. And there was actually this one specific canyon that they were almost consistently coming up. And that morning, we dove into this canyon. And we actually, Matt had noticed that we had bumped a raghorn up on top of this. Uh, we You could see him walking on the top of the hill. And so we're like, oh, shit. Like, because... First of all, we heard them bugling down in this canyon, and when we when we moved down in there, we bumped this bull. Well, Matt's like, well, we think we busted it. Well, we waited a second. I did a couple cow calls, and then a bull bugled again in the same, I mean, within a couple hundred yards, well, maybe three or 400 yards. Um, yeah. And so we sat down. We did some light calling, and Matt kind of kind of pushed himself up kind of inside of a bush on the edge. We were in a weird spot. We we got stuck kind of how would you explain that? Kind of like a like a, a a small cut. Like a 20 a deep foot cut though. Yeah, like a it was I don't know, 30 yards across, but it was 20 feet deep. Or maybe maybe more, maybe less. Oh, probably close to 40 foot straight yeah, down. Yeah, straight down. And so our options were 
hopefully they you were, come. In, you were in the bottom of that? No, we no, were up we on were top. On one Looking, side, we got stuck and there. And we had the ravine, and then all the bulls were coming up the other side. And and I don't know if you'd like in our minds in that moment, like we got stuck, we couldn't move. It was either maybe they'll come up the bottom of the ravine, which I think is the least likely, but mm, could happen. Um, they might come up our side of the ravine, which was the most ideal. Maybe would not. have been yeah. And then the other side um, of the ravine, which was a 35, 36-yard shot, the closest. Max of like 45. And in this spot was thick bushes and, and trees and stuff. So you only had small windows where you could where you could pull. And I was behind a tree that had me pretty much pretty much covered for most of the entire of the thing. And I had to stand up. Well, you guys know me, I'm a lefty. So when I'm when I'm posted up holding my bow i'm pretty much inside the left part of the tree um is where i would sit where versus you guys you would have been able to be on the your right hand side where you could peek out mm-hmm. so i was kind of handicapped but we figured in the right circumstance you could make it work and i remember specifically that after we did some light cow calling we were kind of looking at each other like well, maybe this isn't going to happen whatever. And then we both heard distant, I, and I can remember it distinctly, light twig breaking on the ground. And I don't know about you guys, but if you've been around enough elk, you know what that noise is. Or at least you hope that it's not a deer or something, but it's, it, there was something about it. Where we were both like, okay, hold up for a second and see what happens. And then Matt, which I'll have you explain, not even explain, but like you can kind of tell me in the audience that we've and we may have talked about it on here before unless it's a secret that you don't want to indulge to people but it's the bird secret oh no we can tell okay so something and this may be complete and utter um fairy tale but it seems to work what was that someone just make a caw noise oh sean oh nice it's worked for us so many times that it's it's um, and do you know what i'm talking about we and Matt and Dave, this is like an old like trick that they've they've taught me as a guide. If you're in an area and you look up in the sky and you see magpies, there's about a nine out of ten chance that there's some game in the vicinity. And right at that moment, after the twig broke, and I and the distance that it sounded like from us was about a hundred, hundred and twenty-five yards, a magpie started making noise and coming up the coulee. And so at that moment, we're, I'm kind of like, <clears throat> I think we're both thinking the same thing. Matt's kind of got a good idea what's going on. And I'm sitting there, and I'm still like, you know, your mind's wavering between like, I think something's going to happen, and nothing's going to happen. And so I'm sitting there, and I just happen to peek my eyes up as I see on the other side of the ravine, through the bushes, the one hole that we have, I see tines start to come through, and I'm like, oh, my fuck, it's actually happening. <laughs> I'm like, this actually worked. And he stands there, he comes in there, and I'm really thinking that we're hidden. I thought we were doing a perfect job. I don't know if he winded us or if we weren't as hidden as I thought we were. But the second he steps out in the opening, and it could have been an elk thing too. It seems a lot of the times when they get out of the cover, they're, they're looking right where they possibly could, I don't know. But he beelines right at us. At 30, what was it, 35, 36 yards? 30, yeah, 35. Looking right at us. And again, I'm behind that tree in the compromised position. 
So for me to do some sort of shot, my only option is, and I, I want to say he was a small five or small six. I, I can't really remember, but it, again, it was it would have been another trophy for me because I would have been pushing my skills and getting something. I don't know. I try to like get more mature elk every year. Obviously, we're trying to all get the most mature, but I would have been super satisfied. And at this point, I would have been satisfied with any elk. But um, my only option, because he's already got his pegged is to see if he's going to hold as I take one step to the right after I draw. And so I draw, nothing happens. I'm like, I'm in a good position. The second I step out and I'm, I'm trying to find that cause he's quartering at me. So I'm trying to peek him over the shoulder. And right as I get to the point where it's like, this might happen, he turns head and breaks through the trees. And that was our first probably like legitimate encounter. I mean, we had so many chases, but, but and, we got it on him twice. Yeah. And we had so many chances and and chases, and we were in elk so many times. It was unbelievable. And I'm talking big elk. Big, make you, I mean, if someday if we can relive the footage, we got on to, uh, I'm not going to keep rambling about archery, but I will say we got on to three absolute shooter bulls, one of the first week or first times we went into this area. And one of them, Matt is pretty positive was in that 390, 400 inch range. He was a no, huge six by seven. It was the one that was on the hillside that went, 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 break that 20 yards. Yeah. yeah. And, and we would cow call we at him 20 yards in and he would have been done. Absolutely. And, and, and I wish we but could he pull was the, pissed. I mean, he was pawing and raking and, and we were getting vocalness. I mean, this was three weeks into hunting season. We're getting absolute, there was four, three or four bulls in that one canyon. It was a bull. And we were watching him, but there was elk everywhere just going just bonkers. And uh, this one bull, Matt called him off the hill probably 13 times. I don't know what he was weary about, but he wouldn't come up to uh, where we were we were sitting. And Matt tried to film him. And, and if we can get the film someday, it's, it's probably one of the most hilarious clips you'll ever see. Matt's trying to call. And he's, I mean, we, we get so stoked on bugling elk. It just, it drives a guy crazy. And... He's so focused on trying to get this out because it would have been an accomplishment and a half if we would have, if we would oh, shot yeah, this bull. It was exciting. It was, a, it was a big bull. Yeah. And so he's focused on the bull. He gets the camera up, and you can just see it start to try to focus on the bull across the, the little way here. And right as it's getting kind of blurry and shit, you just hear the camera go, fuck it, and just throws the camera on the ground and shuts it off. And uh, we didn't get on him. We got close a couple times. I mean, that's when it really started where we were – we realized that now granted we had some three or four or five days that we were able to call in elk very well. We were able to, to communicate. I mean, there was one night where we were talking with six or seven different bulls, one giant herd bull with a, with a broken, uh, Royal. It was awesome experiences, but most of the season we were locate and chase. And so we put on crazy boot miles. We put on boot miles like you guys would, because we'd have to go five or six miles locating and chasing because they weren't very productive in the realm of trying to bring them into you. And I don't know if that was the fact that they were getting so much pressure when they were down on the public land down by the river, or it was too hot again. I mean, it was a hot year again. We spent most of the season above seven. Well, and then we brought clients in and we hunted them guys. And the client that, that I had, I went, I, I hiked back probably eight times and had them bulls follow on me, but I couldn't get them to go over the next ridge where the client was. Mm -hmm. 
but I, I bet I put 35 miles on that day. Just and, and there was just something about like, they wouldn't commit under f- like a hundred to 200 yards. I don't know what it was. And that's, what's really motivated me to get back into, uh, trying to lose weight again, because, um, you know, Matt's trying to make a big push for more elk clients this year, which, which is great. I mean, that's exciting. That's what I want to do. But I think to be very successful in that realm, a guy's got to lose like some, some good weight and get more fit because if they act this year, like they did last year, you got to be able to sneak in and you got to be able to hike a shit ton and, and you well, got to be well, more physically well, with, fit. With that client I have, we've done 174 miles in five days yeah. on his watch. Yeah. Just that, just that he walked, not counting the back and forth we had to do and they were brutal stuff because it wasn't just like you know you're but hiking the bad across. thing is is like on the one hunt we were on if you remember that one it was one more ridge they were one more ridge and we we get on them and if we had, had another 30 minute while well, you you were with the one client that night yeah and you could have oh, shot we were that in one them. we were in them i mean I, we were... I mean 20 more minutes of daylight would have would have made her break but the the, Which sucks though the because dog killed us. The walk back, the walk was back was awful, and it was kind of sketchy too. Because like there was like three times we almost walked off a cliff because it's so it was it was no moon, pitch black, and all we had was our because we didn't plan on being out, you know, we didn't plan on hiking in that far and being out there, and by the time we got back, I mean you're using your phone light to make sure you were on the right path, and there was a couple times I swear to God we almost walked off a cliff, and. By the time we got back, we were we were feeling. I remember we get to uh, the get fence. to this tree line and uh, freaking, we're like we're like I don't know if we can make it the last hundred fifty yards because it was it was. Well, we had a cross fence on the property there, and we hit that fence in the ranger area, so you could see the ranger. And I had to sit down; I couldn't move. I was like, I'm fucking done. Yeah, I think we took a ten minute there, and then oh no, it was it was it was like one of those times where you're like if I spend too much time here, I'm probably not going to wake up until tomorrow. Until you bring me like water. And we, that's what we did every single time too. We'd always go, like, we'd get so like intense on like trying to find the elk that we wouldn't bring water or food. Mm-hmm. And so we'd be like six hours in. Life's I didn't even know if we would have found water. There I mean, was maybe. no water though. Yeah, it was fucking, it was tough. That like gave us perspective on like. The, the, the best part about the whole thing was <laughs> having some right on trek in our backpacks. For future elk hunting adventures, if you're looking for a fun, easy, affordable, very tasty way to not get stranded and die like me and Matt almost did. <laughs> what a segue. Get yourself some right on trek. Now, with the one-person meals available. Exactly. One-person meal here. We have the, I think we've talked about the chicken alfredo. We still, you guys were supposed to do me a cup of video twice now. Oh, Ramsey's got one coming in. Sean, that was it. Hit the mic. Uh, we've got also this chicken risotto that we want to try. What do you got behind you? You got beef stroganoff and chicken coconut curry. Yeah, let's get these in here. Uh, oh, I got to go more this way. Go towards the mat here. I don't know if we've tried any of those three. We haven't. We've only are these are these part of their new lineup? Do we know? Yeah, because they're the they're the one persons. No, but I mean, can you read them all to me, Sean? I can't read them backwards. You got broccoli, beef stroganoff. Cauliflower forest chicken risotto. I, I want to try that one actually. 
Chicken Alfredo pasta and chicken coconut curry. Chicken it. The one that I've really been wanting to try. Chi- did is I just the- say chicken nut? Chicken nut. Chicken nut. Co- chicken nut curry. Is the General Tao's. Have you seen that one? It's like a rice one. That one looks really good. See, Tows. here's what I'll say about Whatever. this, though, is I've had in the past their competitors, any type of like Thai or like Asian style, gross. Really? So I'm very curious to try theirs and see how that rates. I wonder if it's like a spicy sauce. I think it's because of the cumin. The amount of cumin that is in those. And I, who knows? I mean, this one would be the one that has the ingredients. Well, isn't curry like an Indian dish? Yes. It is? Yeah. Which should have spice do, in it. Do they have? I think you're right. I we think, don't have it like an a, a I think a curry is usually spicy, right? Yeah. Or some sort of spice, a heavy spice. And if it's not spicy enough, you can always go with some old hell yeah seasoning. What a great segue. That was. Segway. <laughs> segway. Everyone met segway. With Bear the Voice 3 on TikTok, on his TikTok shop, you can order yourself a bottle. All right, there you go. Old there's hell yeah a, seasoning. A nice. This stuff is great on everything. And we actually have a salsa coming out with the same seasoning inside the salsa. Yeah, we talk about collab, the collab of 2024, which is, I mean, better than like... Uh, my, you know, Beyonce and Rihanna, um, peanut butter and jelly. We have Bull Mountain Brothers and Oh Hell Yeah Seasoning coming out with the high country salsa. So be ready for that. And Michael Jordan would even say, this is Oh Hell Yeah. Bull Mountain Brothers is not affiliated with Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> but is affiliated with Oh Hell Yeah Seasoning and high country salsa. Um, yeah, so I think we're going to start carrying like a little goodie bag, little little Ziploc bag full of Oh Hell Yeah, along with... We open Matt's backpack and it's just like four bottles of Oh Hell Yes. <laughs> Matt, what'd you bring? Uh, I have the Oh Hell Yes seasoning. I got three jars of high country salsa. Did you bring any salsa. water? Did you bring any water? No, but I no, brought I a party. I brought a party size of tortilla chips. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, only water we do have, we can't can't drink it because we have to have it for our ride on trek. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, check out the ride on trek. I think that if we would have had these, we would have definitely been able to survive. A little bit better. Do we have we any find of a, the, We need to find a water supplier, too. Do we have any of the two-person meals here? No. I don't think I'm so. I'm curious on the size. Because I'm pr- like, It would be, too. I bet you. No, they're twice as big? Yes, they're twice as big. That's not... I mean, but that's not He's true. looking for packing. As far as, like... Uh, so this is... Uh, the chicken Alfredo pasta is four ounces in weight, which is what Sean's talking about for packing purposes. And for everyone out there, this is proudly made in Montana. Even as the probably made with biodegradable packaging, Matt. Why don't you spin that and look at the bottom side of it? What does that say on the very bottom? Sean, the movie guy. Biodegradable 2.0. Not that we suggest throwing it on the ground, but no, you sure could bury it. In or, the case, burn it. things happen. Things happen, though. You know how it is when you're out backpacking, hiking. That's all crooked. Things can happen. You, you get in a rush, you grab your stuff out of your pack, all of a sudden your leftovers are on the ground, and uh, two months later, it's gone. Yeah. And Smokey's happy. And you can feel good about it. And the earth's happy. So look at this. I mean, next year we're going to have... a solid play on words, and nobody's going to... I mean, come on. Next nobody's week gonna, in yeah. our packs. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Next week in our packs, next week, next year, next season. This year. Uh, and I don't know why we didn't last season. It's this uh, year. Because I think Matt and I were leaving... Well, well the problem was is the ones we had, and then we ran out. Yeah. So now we're fully stocked. We will be fully stocked by then, too, because our friend Steve is going to keep us hooked up. Um, so make sure we're going to, if you're hunting with the Bull Mountain Brothers, you're going to be hunting with Right on Trek, as well as possible Zik block bags full 
is a ziklock. <laughs> oh, and reads. That's going to be our, our. There we go. We just yeah, came up with yeah. a new product. Yeah. Ziklock. Copyrighted. Ziklock is what we're going to make our, our ride on track at. Ooh, yeah. We got to keep that on the down low there, man. So you trademark. We are affiliated with that. So, yeah, check those two out. That's a fun ad read. Uh, I bet our producer wasn't ready for any of that. Jetpacks. Jet. Oh, my God. Stop it. Someone's going to steal her idea. You know what? Jitters. I've always wondered. The jitterbag. <laughs> and this might be a conversation that we need to have with, with Steve. Um, I hope he's okay with us bringing him up on the podcast. I don't um, think he cares. What, like, breakfast-wise... Have you ever seen like even their competitors or anybody ever just do like a straight up like bacon and egg? Like I'm not talking like a scramble deal, just like straight up you could do bacon and eggs. I've seen egg before, I think. Ramsey looked at it. I've never seen egg. I don't know if I think I have. I've seen egg. I think I've seen this egg scramble, like you just said, like an egg. Uh... Or is it like an omelet in a bag? Yeah, yeah, I think. Omelet so. in a bag. But like, yeah. I, I want to. And then we can have the little salsa packets to go with the bag. <laughs> that would be good. That would be solid. So Steve, did you just, just just throwing it out there? Let's work on some packets for some salsa. I will say, I had some for the first time. Some oh hell yeah on uh, some eggs. I just I didn't know how much to put, you know. And I just kept going, and I thought it was like, oh, this is gonna be a lot. I started eating it. I had to go back and get more. I was like, this shit's too damn good. Yeah, seriously. I had like, it was actually after the podcast last week. One I of made- them does scrambled eggs. That's oh, what really? I seen. Is that the most known one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think that's what I saw. Yeah, it's probably just like milky water. Yeah. I've seen they also Let's do... Let's have some water eggs. Hey, the eggy water. Milky. Egg. egg. What came first, chicken or the egg? Do you guys egg? like scrambled eggs that much anyways? No. I do. Do you I guys ever either. take boiled eggs with you, honey? My, the only, my favorite way to eat eggs is hard-boiled eggs. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Like, like my dad, when we used to trap, he used to always have like hard boiled eggs in a little bag. I believe, yeah. I believe he still does that. It's an easy, easy 90 calories. And then he always had like 17 little packets of salt and he put all 17 on one yeah, egg. On one egg. Yeah. <laughs> Electrolytes, baby. And one pepper. <laughs> Pepper's optional for him. I've noticed in the last couple of years, I'm starting to drift more and more away from scrambled eggs. I don't like, like them really like anymore. Eggs are too much for me anymore. Fried oh, no, eggs those, are really those good. Those eggs Over we had easy. at camp with that salsa was... Those are fried eggs, so that's... Fucking fried egg. You cannot beat a dunk. Oh, okay, no, okay, eggs, okay but is there, like, when you say, like, a sunny side or, like, uh, over easy? No, not camp. The white has to be done. The yellow can be runny, but the right. white shit, you can't have so any the, runny white shit. In so it. in that case, do you call it a fried egg or do you call it sunny side up? Fried. Because I use oil. I, I prefer... It's got to be crispy on A that. fried egg is 100% my favorite way to eat an egg. The best things omelets. on the planet is the ones that omelets. Uh, omelets, but do you consider that's a omelet, scramble? That's a that's do you definitely scrambled an eggs. omelet to be part of the egg conversation. It's, no. it's own separate no. deal. No, that's scrambled eggs. It's not. It's scrambled eggs. That's like saying in meatballs and a tortilla for in the same category. It's a scrambled. Yeah, a scrambled meatballs pancake. are just little meatloaf. It's not eggs. That's not a way to cook an egg. An omelet is not a way to cook an egg. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Thank you. Your ways to cook an egg: hard boiled, scrambled. The ways that you crack them open. Over easy, over hard, sunny side up. Yes. Fried. I do like a poached egg. Though. All the way, Yahweh. I don't know if I've ever had a poached egg. Eggs, uh, eggs Benedict. That mm. is a meal. That is not a way to make an egg. It's poached. Yeah, but it's a poached egg. 
It's not eggs Benedict isn't a way to make an egg. It's a, po- a poached like, egg is a way to make an egg. Just yes. like an omelet is a form of yeah. scrambled, but yeah. it's not a way you make an egg. No. Oh, yeah. No. Agreed. Did you guys not hear this over here, this meatball meatloaf fucking thing we were just talking about while no. you guys were talking? I was trying to say that it's the same thing as the difference between a meatball and a meatloaf as scrambled and omelet. And he just tried to tell me that meatballs are just mini meatloafs. No, they're not. I disagree with that full-heartedly. They're cooked completely differently. Can we get our resident chef on this, please? I was just saying it to be funny. But, I mean, if you took a, a water... I mean, technically, if you it took could a, be. If you took a melon baller to a meatloaf, it would be fucking meatballs, okay? No, because it's different ingredients in a fucking meatloaf than in a meatball. What's in a... Maybe what's in, in a, yours. What's in... What's the difference? Well, your meatloaf, you got your meatloaf seasoning. With, with just the meatball, you might have, like, salt and pepper and shit in there and garlic. But it's just the ball with some onion. Ninety percent of the time, the the dry seasoning you put in a meatloaf isn't what's giving it taste. It's the mixture of the call it batter, if you will, to create the log of fucking meat. That's the difference, right Guys, there. Meatloaf though is a superior food, correct? Mm. I had some I, good uh, meatloaf at camp this year. Guys, mm-hmm. I'd like to introduce you. I just found a recipe for a meatloaf that has mashed potatoes on top of it and cheese and bacon. Okay, tell me what you guys think of this. I tried this, made this several, several months ago. Meatloaf lasagna. What is the the components of a meatloaf lasagna? So Do you use meatloaf flats instead of pasta? No. So what happens is you can either cook the meatloaf separately and then make up your own lasagna, obviously, with your noodle and, and all that stuff. But I just did it all at once, and it turned out phenomenal. Basically, you just make up a meatloaf. And then it's you incorporate it into your layers of a lasagna. It was so instead of like ground sausage or cheese, yeah. it's meatloaf. It was pretty I'd good. Eat, I'd eat that. It's pretty good. Ramsey wouldn't eat that. So so you guys going back in our hunting topic, what was the best meal you guys had on your hunting adventures this 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 fall? Was it the ones I video Ooh. or had on video? Oh no, it was that one day. <laughs> That one day? That one day. That secret sauce that, that Sean mixed up for those those elk and... Our best moments were food. Yeah. Well, tell us about them. The one thing we're missing the most from our hunting stories this year, I swear to God, are Ramsey and Sean stories. I feel like we know... We should, you know what we should do? Because I think we talked... We talked about archery already, right? No. No, no, because we canceled it because we were gonna have we were gonna talk later about our hunting adventures. We didn't talk anything about archery. I don't think we did because you guys, we the only hunting we talked about was Matt and I's opening weekend and possibly the second weekend because you were at a wedding or something. You didn't open, didn't you guys not hunt opening? Oh, I didn't. He did. I didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. There was something else going on. Him and Chadley did. Yeah. So I think that's the only thing we've talked about is you and Chad's hunt. I swear. I swear we talked about the encounter that we had up on top where. Oh, we might have talked I think about where that we were. Uh, I was bugling that bull in for him. I'm yeah, pretty sure yeah, we did talk. And then there was like eight cows or something like that that you guys tried to run after that were in the uh, meadow. No, you got that. Mm-hmm. I think that's like nine yeah. stories tied into one. Okay. <laughs> I, really, I really do think okay, so. Okay, well, well, start us out. Start talking about your food. Ma- answer Matt's question. Our best day was the day that we were in the rain all day. Which was what? Explain I, the story. I wasn't there. Yeah, you were. In the rain? Do you not remember sitting on that logging road, wringing our 
boot soles out. Oh, we weren't in. Okay, it rained in the morning a little. That was the same morning with that bull, though. Did we not tell that story? I don't think so. It was no. the same day. That was the exact same. Literally the same please. day. Retell it then, if you think you've said it. Go ahead, start it out. You go ahead. Okay. I'm I'm gonna take care of business. Sounds about right. So anyway, we uh, he's gonna walk. Directly in front of your camera? No, he's not. No. We can't do that. He's making faces to my camera. But uh Ramsey, your camera's too bright, dog. This is this is dim as the light goes. Okay, anyways, we're not we're keeping interrupting your story. Oh, Sean's gonna Oh, no, maybe not. Oh, there that looks so much better. Um so I have this area, right, that I, I like to go because I always have marginal Success. Success seeing stuff in there. Oh, every time when you're in the Bob Marshall area? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I just... Anyways, okay. tell your story. Um, so... <laughs> tell your story. Sorry. So we're walking in, and it's just absolutely wet. Are you rocking a meat eater shirt right now, by the way? No. I think you are. Maybe. Anyways, you're walking um, through. Walking down this road, and I will say... There is some uh, difficulties hunting with four people. Archery hunting specifically. Archery hunting. So we're walking in, and I'm in the lead, and I'm walking, and I, the smell hits me. You know the smell. Oh, yeah, the musk. Is it so musk or musk? Musk. And so I stop, and I look around, and I'm listening. And it's just as quiet as could be. I mean, no sound whatsoever. And... I'm like, oh, I don't hear anything. It's been about 30, 45 seconds. Take four steps. Bull starts crashing through the trees. And immediately, Sean starts cow calling at him. And it was crazy because you could, like, hear him stop. I mean, it went from just going through the trees, and Sean starts cow calling, and he stops. I'm like, all right, you three need to go up the hill and get out of sight and i'm gonna sit down on this road where he's not gonna be able to see me and i think what do you think sean probably 15 20 minutes we sat there and called back and forth with that bull well there was a couple other issues that were going on with uh people i won't mention that uh do you have some novice with you yeah it, it kind of made it really difficult um for a little bit there um but Basically, what happened was is I'd, he would do. You could hear him brush the trees. It was all new growth, so like you couldn't. See, I mean, it was new growth to, you know, they're eight feet tall, ten feet tall, new growth, mm -hmm. you know, pines, pine trees. Yeah. So you can't see him, but you can hear him, and you would just hear like he was running the same path. So I would call, he would stop. I'd call again, and he would come running. Towards us, stop, but you couldn't see him. He did that for about 15 minutes, right? And you... <laughs> I want to hear your story so bad, but... Close the door! Our audience, all they're going to hear is Ramsey sing. Oh, my God. All right, Sean, I'm sorry. I kept laughing right at Sean's face. I couldn't stop. I interrupted his story. Oh, look who it is. 
That's why there's... Sean pees 14 times an episode, and I've never had that problem happen again, ever. Because Sean's civilized. You guys didn't hear me, did you? No. (laughs) Well, somebody doesn't know how to use a fucking door. (laughs) Anyway. I was trying to listen to the story. (laughs) Keep telling the story, Sean. He he wasn't even switched to me, was he, while I was telling that? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, you were. You were on there. Anyway, so he just kept basically doing that, and I would call... He would bugle back and he never really gave me that like I want to come and see what you are and I'm like here to party square back. like square up type deal. He never like gave me that call. So I kind of I was I was just kind of mimicking what he was doing. And then I started slowly trying to get into like a like, all right, buddy, like let's 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 party a little bit here. And as I'm doing that, I would call and I'd stop and I'd move up the hill. Because I was thinking at this point, I'm like, I'm completely covered in trees. And if I move slow enough, he's not going to hear me. We had the right wind. And I said, if I could get to an opening, I might be able to actually see him because I'd be, you know, 500 yards above him almost. I mean, it'd be a long climb, but I'm like, that was, you know, going through my head. So I, as I'm doing that call, and I keep moving up and then I'll stop and I'll call and we'll hear him and I'll turn down and I'll look at Ramsey and he's looking one way because he can like, basically, I if I had to guess, that bull was probably 90 yards max in front of him just in these thick trees. And so I keep looking at him because I can hear, but it's the, the valleys obviously like could give me an echo and stuff. So I can't exactly pinpoint where he is, but I can look at him and see what direction he's looking because he can actually hear him. He's on flat ground with him. So I'm looking at him. He's looking this way. So then I start looking this way. I pull my binos up. He'll call. I call again. We just did that for, I mean, I bet you it was the better part of 30 minutes. Of just And it was right at, I mean, mm-hmm. literally moments into first light that that encounter started. And so, or I guess shooting light. And so we did that for about half an hour. And then he finally, we heard him cut off. And then we went down, we split up. We followed kind of where we thought he went. I actually found a new meadow, which was pretty cool. Um, saw his tracks, went through. Definitely had a couple cows with him. And then they basically, I mean, you know how it is up there. You could run flat for 500 yards and all of a sudden you're just down this nasty drainage. Mm-hmm. And so he just, he did that. And that was kind of the the beginning of the day because that was by far the best day we had all archery season. Except for opening day, which we talked about. Which Where was, you and Chad had one Chad come had right into your lap. Come right into like 80 yards, but. Right. But I mean that the whole, I mean. What did we do after that? Did we go we, sit the big meadow? No, we bypassed that because remember, those who will not be named were supposed to go to a different spot. Oh, yeah. And so I tell these guys, I said, okay, if you hear three cow calls in a row, that's, that's where, me. That's where we met them. That's though. me, right? I'm just going to go three. I said, because I don't like clearly these guys, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you've heard how cows uh, mew up there or call at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of crazy. They like, they'll go. 12 times in a row like really fast and so i told him i was like three times and stop is me and that's how we're gonna find each other because we split up the only time i heard that where we're at this year was when we got busted Mm -hmm. that's how they called all i mean because we didn't hear cows until well later that day but right but i mean that would have been like the third or fourth weekend of archery we didn't hear cows before that ever um but so I told him that, and there must have been a miscommunication somehow, and which is probably not the best idea that the two guys that 
have spent the most time out of up there out of the group that was with us. We probably should have sent at least one of us with them. But anyway, they went to a different spot. Took a while to actually meet back up with them. And then that's when we decided to drop down in the hellacious well, not even valley that. that we always do. So for ease of access, we're like, well, let's follow this logging road because it comes out to a big ravine, which is a ravine that... Is this the same logging road me and you and Cody walked? Yes and no. Okay. Way same further area. down. Same area, though. Yeah. So we decided, we're like, well... Because we came up it the weekend before, and we went, no, we went down in it the weekend before and came out of it, and it was terrible. Yeah, we came up it. Yeah. yeah. And that was our plan. We're like, if we drop down in it, we're not coming back up it, because, I mean, it is. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's horrible. So we get to this point, and it's kind of like, uh, it comes off the logging road, but it goes off into a finger, into a giant canyon. And we're just kind of sitting there BSing. And the whole hillside just turns into, like, what dreams are made of. I mean, just... Both sides of the valley. Both sides of this canyon. Just echoing with bulls. And so we're like, well, it's just hillside, this one side. Well, this was... I'm not to interrupt you here, but this was the funniest. Run with it. This was the funniest part about it all because we're sitting on this road because, you know, you hit that little period and you're like, you got to decide where you're going to go. Right. We were doing that. And when that happened, I remember I was sitting there like a little kid with my feet off the cliff, just kicking them around, just kind of, you know, just listening. I was probably eating like a granola bar or something. And we hear that go off. And I remember I just turned and looked at Ramsey and I just like looked down and looked back at him. And I was like, oh, no, we're going down in here, aren't we? And then that's when we made that plan. But that was, it was kind of funny because the other two guys, you know, they're, they're new to it. So they're kind of just like following us and they both already been up that. And so Ramsey and I are just like, these guys are going to hate us. No, I, I remember now the, the first time we went down it, we went through the meadow, that little meadow walked mm-hmm. that ridge and came down. That's when you found out that your new boots are just not great for shale. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. We're in these bowls, and I don't know. I don't know if it was just lack of knowledge because I'm not going to tell you that I'm the best bow elk hunter that there's ever been. But we would just like we'd call and they'd call back, and we I mean sneak like snails pace sneak up closer, and then we'd sit and call, and they'd sound like they'd get closer, and then all of a sudden they'd quit calling. And then by the time you heard them again, they'd be 150 yards away instead of 80 yards away. We ended up, though, that same, because we were kind of side-hilling, and we ended up jumping at, had it been a couple cows, probably like 50 yards above us, because they, they, they hadn't called at all the whole time. But I think we were going down a lot faster than we thought, because they were a ways away from us. And it was like, like he said, you'd call, and they would, just like that bull that same morning, He they would come in, but they would never breach probably i mean outside of that first encounter but those bulls that we were calling at wouldn't breach probably 150 yards they would come at you and you could tell but then you'd hear another bull going crazy in the canyon would echo and i think that was probably something that was going on with us is because when you get i mean we counted probably eight different bulls that were going crazy in there and when you got that going on in a canyon like it probably is 
you know, they're they're not gonna go after every everybody. So I think that's kind of why, and maybe us closing the distance too, maybe just kind of spooked him because obviously they weren't going after each other. Did you guys have elk every day? No. Yes that that trip. That trip we did, but not every time. Probably seventy five percent of the time. That was that trip was the f- second time that we heard a bugle. At least I did from when I went up. That was the second time. Because we, I mean, we'd have our mornings would be great. And then by, I'd say, what, eight thirty, nine o'clock in the morning. I mean, it was everything you could do to find them. I mean. Yeah. Which that was what was crazy. I mean, that we sat. And so basically after that happened and we couldn't get, we couldn't get to them. I mean, like the ones that were on the other side, they went over the ridge. The ones that were above us, wherever they went. We couldn't get on them, so we kind of hiked back out of there and got up back on top, and then that's when we hung out on that logging road and ate lunch and sat down. We sat there for four hours, probably, because it got to the like midday point. Those bulls didn't quit. See, 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 and I think like when we were hunting, and maybe I, I just, maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, we we set up camp like like we said we were going to do. We set up spike camps. But we never really hung out there. Like we'd hunt in the morning, come back, grab grab breakfast. But we we ate like out of the ranger most of the time. Yeah, and I will say where we were at, it seemed like it shut off from about ten o'clock to about four o'clock every day. But it took us probably what week and a half to find out that we should have been on the upper end of the ranch. Would you guys agree, all all you guys, that the stories that we both individually told about our separate archery seasons as groups? sums up the entire season yeah and i and i'll say like and i think you guys could agree too like the experiences made it like i was telling matt this i consider this top three if not top two elk seasons for me just based off of experiences we weren't successful if you look at like a harvest standpoint but as far as like the encounters and experiences it's a top three season for me for sure so i will say one of my favorite memories from this entire season it was that same weekend we're driving up there beautiful when we leave the house and then about where we always stop for fuel right you, I mean, you just, probably don't want to say where it just is. starts living pouring fucking rain. I mean, absolutely just downpour. And I'm like, oh, this will be great. We're staying in a wall tent. By the time we get there, and I mean, it's pitch black. Because not one time this season did we do what we say we're going to do and leave right after work. You know, there was always yeah. something always happened. I remember that. You were always getting like two camp you don't, at like you don't, 10 o'clock at night. We don't nine, leave 11. your house until like 9.30 at the early. That's so yeah. brutal. And so we get there and we all just, Chad parks the truck and we all just look and it's just hammering rain. I mean, there's standing water where we're about to put the tent. That wall tent has never been put up so fast in its entirety <laughs> of our ownership. I think we had it set up, stove up in. Were you guys like actually hustling? Like, oh yeah, actually like probably eight and a half minutes. We had that wall tent set up with the stove in and everything. Pouring rain. Yeah, that's what you, you, get. you guys got the rain. We were already at the ranch because it started. I rain. remember that rain Be- because we 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 camped out for what three nights. Yeah, and then we went to the cabin because we knew the rain was coming. Yeah. Or we figured it was coming because you could just, I mean, everything just 
you could just feel it. Like, when it finally got cool, it was the first time all year that we actually felt like some sort of cool spell. And, so, uh, go ahead. It, it's just amazing. Like, like you said, how fast you put your camp up. It was the same thing. Like we can't put our camp up that first night and it wasn't too bad. And I mean, we camped out a few times before that, before we had the clients, but then when we had to pack up to go to the cabin, it's like, where in the fuck did all this stuff come from? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we get this tent set up, right? And I start the fire. I mean, it's just rolling in there. Like, you can't even stand in this tent right now. We have ran out of wood already. Oh, God. Well, luckily enough, the previous people at the campsite had left full logs. And so we're like... No, it is what it is. Looks like we're chopping wood in the rain. So we Sean were, was just showing me that actually. The video. Yeah. So we're all just like soaking wet in the rain, just having a ball chopping wood. It turned into a competition. It did like, turn who, into a competition. Who can, can one chop this log? I, I did win the competition. <laughs> that was your most fun moment that just doing the rain chopping? Yeah, just standing out in the rain, just chopping wood, not giving. I'm shit. interested as I would assume the listeners are too about Matt's question from earlier. What was the best meals that you guys made while, while camping this year? I will be completely honest with you. We did not. Well, no, that's not true. Sean made what did you make? You made elk burger and And then you made potatoes. Antelope steak one night. Yeah. Yeah. And I made up a everything else was uh dehydrated, ready to go meals. So my uh I can't say the same. My goal for like this archery season at least. Because obviously our rifle season's a different dynamic than than our archery season, but um Warren just hooks it up fat with the snacks. Uh <laughs> but our archery season I, I made a goal to like, hey, I'm not going to interrupt your story, even though I am interrupting. But when you're done telling it, I want to say a little warm snack story here right when you're done. Okay. You guys will crack you, crack you guys up. But uh, I told Ramsey I had a goal, like, which is funny now that we're, you know, we're friends with Bear and everything with his seasoning that he created. That was like my goal going into archery is because I was like, I want to, I was like, you know, I have, I, I've used a ton of seasonings before. I was like, yeah, they're they're you know, there's some that are great, there's some that are good. I was like, how would I just try and make my own? And that's what I was telling Bear when he was on was about like, you know, I've made I made my own seasoning and stuff. And I like basically every time we would go, I would just tell Ramsey, I was like, I got a new concoction, we gotta try it. And then that's what we did. We just, you know, it was always with like elk burger and potatoes and onions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I would just, you know, have an old like I told Bear, an old bottle that of seasoning that I'd used up, and I'd keep it and just mix it up. And I do know I have a video that I posted on TikTok of you cooking, which is fun. You, you were using the wood stove with a cast iron pan. Yeah, yep. that's what we always do every to, time we we cook, wall tent it. Uh, that's what we do to cook what I believe was ground ground something. Yeah, it was, yep, yep. Well, well, and I just I I think it whether you're eating dehydrated meals or right on track, I honestly think that big meal at the end of the night makes it can make a shit day and do a good day just it's a morale a good good warm meal well and then you know the word that we always use on the podcast the, but the camaraderie of like the guys like just sitting in the wall tent you know while they're just bullshitting and one guy's just stirring the meat every every so often on the wood stove it's always a good time yeah it's quite the aesthetic because I don't think we had done breakfast at all at our camp. We just I think we I think we pretty much completely annexed breakfast. I mean, there was some mornings where we'd eat like like uh, like a leftover maybe from the from dinner before, but we never specifically went out 
And made breakfast. And made breakfast because it was just like, we're like, we want to be hunting during this Did time. Did we ever do brunch? Or we might have done an early lunch, but yeah. the one thing I do These remember... These guys are using some pretty... <laughs> the one words. thing I do remember that sets, yeah. <laughs> that sets this season apart from any other season is we hunted from the time we got up to the time we went to bed. Oh fuck! It. And the time we went to bed, you fucking hurt so bad. I want but you. Like, to, I want you to tell you your. To I want you to but. tell your Warren's snack story because I I have something that I actually th- we've not talked about yet, and I really want to bring this up for the okay for the wall tank. So I actually for the first time this year made it out ice fishing last weekend. And it was me, my girlfriend, and my dad. And we went to basically scout out. We're doing a tournament this weekend. And we went out to scout and just see how it was. Well, uh, per usual, the wind was blowing 80 miles an hour. And I woke up late. So we only got like three hours of fishing. I mean, it was late. I got there after the prime fishing hour. And at that point, I was like, we kind of gave up after like three hours. But we get there. And and you're going to just, you're going to be like, yep, classic, classic worn. We're I getting everybody set up on the lines and because it's Abby's first time and dad's still kind of learning. And so I got everybody set up, the holes drilled and dad leaves. Right. Well, there was a pressure ridge we were fishing close to. So it, I got 12 inches of ice, but I didn't. I was like, let's not bring the ATV out here. It's literally like 60 yards you to the shore. Know. Yeah. And so I'm comfortable walking. I mean, we were within like 20 feet of it. I didn't get too close, but like everything I drilled was 12 inches. And so I said, let's just leave the, the ATV on the bank because we don't need it. And so dad just disappears. And all of a sudden you hear the ATV turn on. And it's just his little 22020. Well, it's not little, but it's a basic uh, 202570 SP Polaris. And it's just running and running and running. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm warming up. Uh, I made some some breakfast burritos i'm like what are you talking about this guy if you're familiar with brought the crock pot, he brought the crock pot. <laughs> if you're familiar with polaris atvs and side-by-sides since i can remember and i'm sure can all the efis uh, yeah basically all there was carbureted ones that had yeah there was uh some of the 2003 2004 models had 12 volt plugins on them um i'm oh, pretty sure six and seven hundreds because they could have ran, EFIs. they ran them through. We'll have this conversation later, but I, I'm not going to argue with you. But um, and I'm sure Can Am's, Hondas, all of them. After a certain year, they had 12 volt cigarette lighters in them, or what we used to call them growing up, cigarette lighter. But they're a 12 volt plug in. And uh, Dad has one of those things like you have the little lunchbox, the little lunchbox that heats up. And so he's got the ATV running on the bank for about 30 minutes while he heats up all of our breakfast burritos. But just a classic Warren story I thought I had to throw at you. Yeah, that's They it. sell those at the gas station in White Sulphur. The, the one that we've been using had a, a mishap in the Ranger. Oh, yeah. And it, uh, it basically the hot the heat box in it had tilted over because it fell over. and It came unglued. So it's actually just like a little plate that sticks to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It came unglued and the... The uh, the box had tipped over in the back of the Ranger, and it melted through the side of it. Yeah, through the side of the box. Yeah, it didn't hurt the Ranger. No. Oh, yeah. Somehow it missed the seat. But that's the know. one that we use when Warren's not there, because he brings the the. Does, nice does one. he know about the? Oh yeah, he was the he, he was, was there, there when it happened. Just like he knows about Ramsey dropping his steel chainsaw on the ground and shattering it. That was a funny story though. He didn't drop it. The Ranger did. <laughs> Sean. Oh, did you tell a different story and your dad listens to this podcast? Is that what you're saying? 
<laughs> well, it's out in the air now. I said it you on the told back. a different story. I told him what happened already. Oh, well, then he knows. I, I said it on the back of the Ranger and drove off, and it fell off about thirty-five miles an hour. No, what, was the, the, what no, was the story? But that but, sounds about right. The tailgate. But, no, the tailgate opened. Oh, that's what happened. The yeah. The tail. Yeah, thirty some hundred dollars worth of cameras done the same thing with a few bucks. <laughs> hey, at that point in time, I had paid for all of those cameras. That was pre. That was that was pre. We didn't camera. have your camera then. I but anyway, I bought a new chainsaw that's bigger and better than the one. He you know had. what was funny is when that happened. It was, it was it was not light outside. Yeah, and it was. We were. It was the middle of the morning. No, 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 no. After that, oh. when we were, uh, we were just going out, driving around, and the tailgate did the same thing. Okay, those Ranger tailgates will do that. Yeah, yep. on command to push the fucking hand. I know, but I, after obviously the camera issue that happened at the ranch, I've done that every time where you push the little latch because you can feel it when you push it in, right? Now, you think you do it. But when you're driving down the road and all of a sudden the tailgate drops, what do you do? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Nothing fell out the second time. No, the second time was when the cha- when the chainsaw fell out. And- so what was the story that you told? Versus I told the- him I was walking by and it caught my shirt and fell on a rock. That's such a cl- classic Ramsey lie. I literally t- like literally the week after it happened, I told him the story because so we had like a bingo night at the Squire or something, and he was there. I was like, ah, that's a real shitty story about the. Chainsaw. He's like, yeah, I'm used to my son lying out his fucking teeth to me, so it's completely fine. Either way, it was an honest mistake. I know. Like it's I just funny to talk but that's, about. It's, I guarantee... I mean, that's happened to Ramsey and I where stuff fall out of the that's tailgate. happened to us. It actually happened to Dave. So many times. But like, uh, it literally, the chainsaw could have fell 75,000 different ways except for the way that it did. And shattered. And that's a, that's Matlock right there. That's Matlock. Well, even we, we ran into Dave when we were the hell were we doing cow hunting maybe and he had he was trapping and he said the tailgate did that to him and he lost he dumped like some stuff out of the all of his lure so it was all over the ground nice okay so i do have a story because it is the the we decided to do the wall tent chronicle for all of our hunting stories right this would be the highlight of at least my and maybe ramsey's hunting season real quick though you you have a new dog right I do. How, how big is it getting? Oh, weight wise, uh, he's probably sixty pounds. Yeah, so you got to kind of keep it contained in the yard. Yeah, I do. I mean, it, you you got to have, you know, a solid structure to main. What do you call one of those structures? Have you thought about maybe keeping it contained by fence? Yeah, that's the term I've been. thinking If you're about. looking for some sort of privacy fence, cedar fence, barbed wire fence, chain link, anything like that, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. I'm going to call Tier 1 Fence. Tier 1 Fence. Our friends in Billings, Montana. Um, like I've told you guys before, this used to be F&H Fence. Uh, now Tier 1. You can check them out on Facebook if you're looking for their information. But uh, I do know one thing. If you go check them out, you're going to look at their pictures and you're going to say, what a nice fence. What a great fence. And They, they do put a lot of pride in their work. Which is which is something that we like to share with, 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 uh, with our people that we come in contact with. So it's really cool to have someone that we can guarantee to our listeners, if you're looking for a fence in the Billings and local area, tier one's going to hook you up and they're going to hook you up right. And from what I know from hearing from their customers, it's not, they're not getting, they're not bending you over price wise. It's fair, affordable, 
and good work. And I think that's what we all want in life. And do they do free quote, quotes? Um, yeah. I think it differs. I want to say that it depends on, um, I don't know. I, I don't know if they give free quotes or not from what I'm going to have to ask Taryn, but I do believe they might do free quotes. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good. And I will tell you what, I guarantee you that there's a good chance that they're going to get a free quote. If you tell them that your friends over at Bull Mountain Brothers sent you. Absolutely. Taryn's probably going to hook you up with a free quote. So go check them out. Go get their information, whether it's email or number off of Facebook. And that's tier one fence. Back to Sean. What's your last story for the night? I want, I, I wanted to tell, which he's I don't. Gonna, he's going to tell his highlight and then you can tell your, our highlight and we'll call it a night. Okay. Our highlights of the season. Well, I mean, I don't know if this is Ramsey's highlight or not, but I don't know if we've talked about the Antelope Was Ramsey season. there? Yeah. Oh, it's got to be his highlight then. <laughs> if it's your highlight, I mean, he's he's kind of below you, so. I know Ramsey's highlight of this year. I know Ramsey's highlight. Oh. Ramsey, Ramsey did a solo hunt for antelope this year and was successful. And I know that. Oh yeah, that's his highlight for sure. That's his highlight. No, that is for sure. That was a, that was a cool story. But I don't think we've we're going to save that. Those all right, Rams? I don't think we've talked about antelope hunting at all. No. That uh, so basically. Well, what we can talk about, interrupting you again, I apologize, is that that's the only thing every one of us in here. Well, Matt's daughter got one, which in Matt's mind is like he, you know. That's as, just as successful as him getting one himself. Oh, beyond, especially what she got. Yeah, exactly. We'll so, tell that story. So the 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 hunter group, I guess you would say, we were all successful in antelope and only antelope. Mm-hmm. So that was a little preface, but anyways, your your story. Uh, did you say preface? Pre- <laughs> Pref- preference. Tacos. Preface. I meant preface. Taco burrito. All right, Sean, take it away. Anyway, I will say that. Oh, I got to interrupt you real quick. Antelope story <laughs> was that was that was a pretty cool antelope um, situation that had happened. Um, why doesn't Ramsey? Why doesn't Ramsey tell it as an outside looking in? Not of, really of your story. Yeah, mine. That was like that was kind no, of. That's all you did. Are that's, you sure? Yeah. Okay, but you got to come in because I'm probably going to leave stuff I'll out. Help. But. So basically. So anyway, no. <laughs> <laughs> just tell it. Just tell it. No. Just well, do it. I'll tell I'll tell this part. So for like two weeks leading up to antelope season, me and Sean were just back and forth. Because you guys gave up on archery elk pretty early. You guys exclusively gave up on archery elk yeah. for antelope hunting. Yeah. But we kept going back and forth. We even talked on the phone the night before and we're like, where do we go first? Because the property that we have, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, is a phenomenal antelope property. We have several, really. The, the one we hunted on, though, is like mm-hmm. in the last five to six years, been undeniably some of the best antelope hunting that I've been on. But anyway, there's a lower portion and there's an upper portion. It's split by a big a big uh, rim and Sean's like, I think we should go down below because that's where the antelope almost exclusively the bigger antelope are always down below. And so we're driving in in the morning. This is opening morning. It's dark because we're like, we need to get out in the dark. 
and Sean's still on the team. Let's go down below and just randomly. I'm just like, nope, we're going to take the first road. And I took a right. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> It was a good call. It was a good call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I was like, I've had good luck in this spot. I just well, want also, it. I had it's, done, it's a spot that we can, no, no. I had no, done some archery no, animal punting no. out there, and I had told you that I had been seeing a 15, 16-inch buck in the middle of the field out there. No. Yes, I had. No, you told us that it was down below. Yeah, you no, did. I saw two you, different ones. No, you told me that the only buck, that you, big buck, that you shooter buck that you saw on that property was down below. Okay, correct. Well, are you, you, are you going to disagree with me that the biggest one that I saw when I was out there, which was an actual bona fide stud, you I saw, saw, you I, saw it. But I saw it before you saw it. But it was the stud of the property. Am I wrong? No. No. I, well, no, it no, was, no. It leading was, up to this, yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Up yes. to this point, yes. Yes. Which is why I took Sean up tough. <laughs> <laughs> Turned Anyways. out good for you. Turned out good for you. All right, Sean, you take it from here. <sighs> well, so it, I mean, we definitely, when he says we got out in the dark, like we were like, that was might have been one of the few occasions that as far as outside of archery hunting that Ramsey and I have been like spry and ready to go. Like So the first time that you guys have been hunting together. Let's be honest. What did you say? The first time since you guys have been hunting together, you were spry and got out there on time. Still in the dark. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, maybe, maybe. I don't know. No, we don't have to wait for Chumley. We're always on time. Yeah. I mean, you know, most of the time. But anyway, we got out there a little, a little early. You know, you know how it is. I mean, which is always good to get out a little early. Anyway, Ramsey makes his, his, uh, audible to take that road. And we're going, and I mean, you've seen them, the, them roads. It's kind of like this, you know, you can, and you can see it. You can't see, you can see, you can, can't see still dark out and basically Ramsey made the decision to go we're just going to stop because if we keep going there's a good chance that we're just going to be you know 30 yards from antelope when the like shooting light finally and happens spook them. yeah so we stop and we're just sitting there and we actually had Sven with us he was he was you know his, he actually drew his first antelope tag ever so we we decided to you know come out with us um so we're just sitting there and it's, it's dark still. I mean, there was no, I mean, the moon wasn't really that great or anything like that. And so we're, we're sitting there and we just, just bullshitting. And all of a sudden it starts, the sun starts coming up, you know, and we can start kind of seeing in the fields. Just like heating up the sky not really like the sun's starting to peak. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of just sitting there and, you know, we're kind of looking around, we're talking somebody, I don't remember who it was. Ramsey will say it was him, but I don't remember who it was because there's something in that field. And we're like, you know, I'm looking and I'm, you can like, it's one of those things where you can't look directly at it, but you can look in a general direction. And if you see movement in your peripherals, that's when you can see it. You know what I'm saying? One of those times where you can mistake uh, mule deer for elk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and so we're just sitting there and, you know, we're like, okay, well, maybe there's something in that field. And I think actually when we drove in, we had seen like mule deer does like right mm, off the road that kind of like, scared the shit out of us. 
Um, so we're like, ah, it's probably just mule deer or something. So we're just sitting there. Sun starts coming up. And then all of a sudden we can see, right, as time passes. I think what we had like 15 minutes to shooting light. Yeah. And still at that point, we really couldn't decide if it was a. Well, actually, there was that group. Let's say the ranger's here and we're looking east west. There was a group directly north of us that we couldn't, we saw the group east of us before we saw this group. This group got kind of nervous and they started feeding out this way. And then I'll let you go from there. No, you got to keep going because I. The- Anyway, so it, it starts getting. Why are they this... playing like patty cake with telling the story? No, Just tell I, the goddamn I, I, story. I don't. Re- <laughs> I don't remember the. And so, there's this group in front of us, and I'm like, can kind of look through my binoculars, kind of can't look through my binoculars, and I can tell I'm like, that one's got a pretty dark face. Like it's much darker than the rest of them. I said, I'm pretty sure there's a buck in there. Fast forward five minutes, we've decided that this is a decent like a really good buck and so that was when the decision was made because obviously i think it had just turned shooting light and that was we we watched i I think you left before it was shooting light did i yeah because you sat down there for probably three or four minutes so basically like i got out of the ranger after because you could you could see that this buck and he had like four to five does with him or something like that and so we I I got out of the ranger and I was like, all right, I'm going. And so hiked down and I was sneaking, you know, sneaking up the road. And I was, I don't know how far I ended up being away. I mean, it was, I, I look back at one like point. 210, wasn't it? And no, from you guys. Oh, probably 150. I couldn't even, like, I look back at one point and I was like, I thought I could see the ranger because it was still a little bit dark. And so I just kind of sat and waited and then. You know, obviously, it was like I. There was one of those moments where you're like, phone away, looking at the phone. You're just like waiting for that yeah. time. We, we, I remember doing that a lot, duck hunting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're just like you just keep looking, and then I'm like, I'm on Onyx, and I'm like, triple checking. I was like, what is shooting light? What is shooting light? You know, and I'm like, and then like, I mean, because the Ramsey always has the the paper book, you know, that they always have the shooting times in it, and the, the ranger, reg- the regulations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with me calling it the paper? It's nothing wrong with it. It was just a funny. But you know, we were like checking that. I'm checking Onyx, and then, and then like we're five minutes into shooting light, and basically I post it up, and the, he like I could kind of hear these guys in in the Ranger, you know, like talking, but they were like whispering, but it sounded like it was so loud to me. Mm. So I was getting, I was like kind of getting pissed. I was like, these guys need to shut up. But I think it was just because of the the way, like, I was downhill from them, so them talking was just kind of, like, funneling up to me. And, like, I'm sitting there thinking the whole time, I'm, like, creeping through the sage, and I'm, like, looking at, I'm, like, they can see me. Like, these antelope can see me. Never saw me, apparently. But I, like, keep hearing these guys, and so I finally, like, get set up to shoot, and this buck keeps stacking on these does because they're like they're feeding a little bit and then the buck would do his like you know sporadic get like crazy and start moving does around or whatever and like he just literally was like one doe he would stack behind that one stop he'd feed i'm like next one walk up five yards stack behind that one 
And so he finally came out, I think it was between the second and third doe back, and he stopped broadside, and he was staring right at me, and I was like, oh, I'm screwed. And I, I sat there, and then he put his head back down and started eating, and I was like, oh, this is the time. So I, I sat on there, and I basically had been watching him only in my scope do all of this, and I finally moved over, and he just stopped, and I shoot, and my I, instant reaction, right, you put one right back in, and as I shoot, I pull, pull my scope back up and I'm looking and the does are running off and I'm like, oh shit, I missed him. Because I'm like counting in my scope and I'm like, one, two, three, four, five, and I see six and I'm like, what the hell? And I'm like sitting there and then all of a sudden I hear Ramsey, what was like 150, 200 yards away, holy shit, dumped his ass. And then that was, I was like, I could not see him. And then of course, the funny thing is after that happened, he drove down to me, we, we hung out, you know gave it the 20 30 minutes we couldn't find this buck for the longest time the grass was so tall mm-hmm. and it, i mean it took us what probably 10 minutes i mean just like me driving back and forth through this field with the ranger well you know what's funny is i had a client shoot a buck this year a mule deer and i it was in like <clears throat> you've been to the field where up top where the geese land where those other guys were hunting last year it was in this, but closer to the timber. And it's like not tall grass like where you guys are. And I had to practically dr- I drove like the distance after we had shot him from the from a prone position. I had to practically drive over this thing to find it. It was embarrassing. I, I could not, I was like, where is this thing yeah. at? And I'm sure it's the same situation. Well, I was like, I was like telling Ramsey to stop and I was like ranging the, like the, the part of the road ish. Well, I guess it's not a road, but the, the edge of a field edge, like that, you know, that section there, I'm like ranging where I thought I was when I shot. And I'm like, okay, I, I think it ended up being, it was like 285 is what I shot him at. So I'm like ranging all this and I'm like, okay, we're like 290 yards away. Like he should be right here. Uh-huh. And it was like, and then you ended up having to do like sections where you're like, okay, it's not this spot. So like move over, but keep in the same range. And it was, it was kind of a process to find him, but. Cause you shot your antelope first and then you shot your second, right? It was, yeah. Me, Ramsey, Macy, or no, no me, Sean, Macy, Ramsey. No, it was you, Sean, Chad, Macy. And then Ramsey was last, I yeah. want to say. Um, we never really, because of the gap in podcasts and how everything, and uh, you know, we're talking about we haven't talked about hunting. We haven't even really got to talk to you. This is probably your most mature animal that you've ever shot, right? Mm-hmm. What was the feeling with with that? Like what feeling came? To you know, you? like at, like I said though, how I explained it. Like at first, I swear to you guys, still, I thought I just blatantly missed that. Yeah, but what was the feelings like walking up on it, realizing that you it had, took like, forever something and. It took like it took a while. And this for is it your first shoulder mount you have too. That you just yeah. you put in for a shoulder mount. Yeah, and it, it it took a while for it to actually. I mean, Ramsey was hyped up and everything, and which he always like any situation he's always probably like if whenever somebody else shoots something and it's yeah he shoots a mouse with a BB gun. He's always hyped. Like he's always the most excited guy there, and I didn't even like match his enthusiasm until like it was like an hour later. And we were just like kind of sitting there quietly. And I was like, holy shit, guys. I was like, I just shot that antelope. And then that's when it finally kicked in. But I mean, it was. That's how I was with my bull last year. Matt was like. I know. He's like, you're like kind of like. More excited than me. But. Yeah, you're like stone cold. And because of like the emotions are taking a while for you like to actually kick in. 
But then, like, you know, it was just, like, the rest of the day, it was just, like, Because you put so shit. much effort into trying to get something like that, yeah. and eventually, like, it happens, and you're just, like, I don't even know what emotion to give it. Right. And, like, that was the whole thing, too, that, like, started finally setting it with me. I was, like, dude, that was, like, five minutes into shooting light. Yeah. It was, like, literally, like... But that's the perfect setup. That's what you well, well, spend all that time trying to do. The coolest part about the whole thing is, is, is all of our great adventures this year were with Antelope. I mean, you, you were alone on yours, but it was still awesome to to hear your story about it like like being able to run another arrow up to riley when he shot his and and be there for that and then have riley there when my daughter shot her antelope and just the like just just like for example with my daughter last year i mean it was 20 minutes to get her to shoot a deer and i'm not exaggerating like ramsey had to keep talking to her and warren talked to her and you know trying to get her to do the gun this year we we see him. She couldn't make the shot. We get on him the second time and we have the cooler out and she's down. She's just on her knees. Wasn't she? Yeah. She's like, a, yeah. just a shooting what, one knee and they're running. I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, we're done. All of a sudden she pulls the trigger on the run and just dropped him. But then he came back and same thing. I mean, we spent, well, I'll tell you what, what are we at? What time are we at right now? Hour 20 hour 20. With that being said, we're, we've run out of time for this episode, but I will tell you, what is your guys' thoughts about continuing the reintroduction of season one's Walt Ant Chronicles? I have an idea. Because of the first conversation we had today, or tonight, about the, about the longest podcast, I guarantee you this one, as a, as a two-parter, will probably beat our longest podcast, if I had to guess. That's a good idea, to strive for it to beat our longest podcast. Like keep going tonight? No, 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 no. I'm saying as like as a two-parter. No, 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 no. Yeah, let's sit here for three hours, Riley. Oh, I'm I'm kind of confused. Can you tell me what he's saying? He like, wants to do this next week. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm what I'm It'll saying. Two weeks. What I'm right. saying right now is we had to we just talked about we had to cancel the interview with uh our good friend Brandon. So Rowe. the next time it's just us four. Yes. So what I'm proposing is next week we've got our friend Reed Pyburn from the High Horse Saloon um and the Squire Lounge. Uh, which is going to be a fun in-studio podcast. Reed has done awesome things for us. He's become a really good friend, and he's got some, friend. some cool hunting stories and some stuff like that. Um, and we'd love to hear about his starting of his restaurants and stuff. It's been really cool. Um, and then we're going to reschedule the interview from tonight. The week after that, I say we do another Wall Tent Chronicle, as, like Sean's saying, a part two. And I have three specific stories that I know of that I want to talk about in that podcast macy's antelope and the cool thing is we probably could get macy down here for part of that yeah which would be really exciting macy's antelope ramsey's antelope no ramsey's too shy to tell story i'm just kidding ramsey's antelope and then a big part of the story that we're leaving out is ramsey along with part of sean when he could make it their their well it was was it mostly you i can't remember i was gone guiding so i can't remember but well, let's just say, for what I remember, Ramsey's hard effort and determination into helping our dad shoot a bull elk with a with a with a really hard to get bull tag that he drew this year. I'm not I gonna. I don't want to relive that. I know it was a lot of hard work, but it's going to be a great story for the. I think you know to know the hardship and the story. There was several good stories that came from it. I think I'd love to hear the shortened version of your season trying to help dad shoot his bull. 
And I think that would really be a very well. Mm-hmm. And I also, um, you know, if, if we tell too much antelope and you want to save your antelope story, another story I want to talk about is um, Matt and I's experience with our right our deer raffle winner because i don't think we ever had a chance to talk about that did we nope so we had you know as everyone knows we did a deer raffle this year we had a winner and we took them out and it was probably if matt's going to talk about you know our best moment of the season that was a top three if not one of the best i mean matt and i ourselves without even hunting i mean that morning we were by ourselves and we had an amazing experience, and we weren't even hunting. Basically, it was yeah. we saw some amazing animals, and uh, it was a great story. So I want to save that for then. Um, as far as this podcast goes, I want you guys to check out Oh Hell Yeah Seasoning, right on track Tier One Fence. Um, they're listed on all of our link trees. I will say, either starting February first or February seventh, we're going to shut down the website for a couple weeks because it's going to get a little bit of a makeover as well as hopefully by then or the end of February, Sean and I can have some merch- new merchandise out and we can get the new product on the website for everybody and, and try to get some stuff uh, out to you guys. Some Did, did somebody say sweatshirts? There, there might be a couple do we, sweatshirts. Do we finally have a sweatshirt maybe yeah. coming out? Yeah, another one. So be prepared for the website being down for a couple weeks. Uh, again, just trying to revamp it every year, kind of showcase what's going on in season three. Um, make it a little as more professional as we can every year. So uh, that'll be down here soon. How about uh, them videos? I will say I have been fully happy and surprised with how well the videos have been coming on YouTube. Everything looks very professional. Uh, the production looks good. The thumbnails look freaking amazing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Matt probably doesn't know, but I make the thumbnails. Um, but uh so check out our YouTube channel. We just surpassed 100 subscribers, which for a lot of people probably isn't a big deal. I mean, we're looking for 1,000, then 10,000, then 100,000, then a million. Um, but for how hard we've worked to get our YouTube channel going, it's finally happy to see we're getting about 5 to 10 subscribers every week. We started out January 1st, so basically the start of Season 3, with 45 subscribers on YouTube. So we've gotten 55 in the month of January. I'm... I'm pleasantly happy with that. About the same on Instagram, too. And then Instagram's growing. Facebook, we've gotten about 30. TikTok, we had a big bump because, oh, hell yeah. So we went up about five, 600, um, along with our TikToks that we've been trying to put out. Everything's going. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and just talk about our success, but I will say it's thank you to the listeners that have subscribed to the YouTube because we put a lot of effort into making the videos, and you guys are going to try and do some more B&B outdoor stuff. I've been trying to get you guys to do it right on Trek Meal for couple weeks but maybe ramsey and i can do we're gonna go do um that ice fishing tournament this weekend so that might be a perfect opportunity for us to uh throw down a right on trek meal um other than that you guys got anything else pre-orders for your salt salt yeah you can do a pre-order oh we can do pre-orders through where through us through bull mountain brothers okay so if you dm us on on tiktok what he was not ready for a follow-up. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready for a follow-up. No, 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 I wasn't. <laughs> he was just trying to get salsa in people's mind. Call Matt at four. <laughs> you can come to his address at. <laughs> just kidding. Get ready for the four, that uh, high country salsa. Downstairs window is accessible. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit on these podcasts, but the, the taste of the, po- of the salsa is, someone say salsa made the right way. It is. Is that a slogan already? I I made that slogan. I started making a website. You made that? Is that? 
Okay. Actually, it's it's not it's not exactly that. It was like salsa made the way or made the way it was supposed to or something like that. I gotta okay. go back. Okay. Are I sending you a picture? Matt will know. Yeah. Keep talking for a minute. We're gonna keep we'll keep postponing the conclusion. Oh, Rams, yeah, Rams. with the phone trying to look <laughs> stuff up. Uh, what does it say here? Yeah, salsa, comma, made the right way. Nice grammar. Thank you. I try. I'm usually comma. pretty illiterate, so. I'm going to change the trend. S-A-L-S-S-A is how I spelled it. Salasa. But thanks as always for joining us on the Bull Mountain Brothers podcast. We're going to take off for now. Join us with that interview next week. And as always, see you on the next one. See ya. Catch you on the next one. Catch you. I say see ya. Goodbye. Later. As always, catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bull Mountain Brothers. Hey, if you're looking for more Bull Mountain Brothers, be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at bull underscore mountain underscore brothers and Facebook and YouTube at Bull Mountain Brothers. Also, don't forget to check out our B&B store at bullmountainbrothers.com where you can find some super sweet deals on some seasonal merchandise and outdoor gear.